Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk. Today, we are going to be talking about mother hens raising baby chicks among her flock and how that will work regarding flock dynamics. And we're also going to talk about a question I get a lot, uh, what to do about diarrhea in chickens. So um, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are home today. I know a lot of people need a break and just let's just talk about chickens. (laughs) And so I am here for it. So I just want to say hello to some people on the chat. Uh, 13 Moons Homestead. She is a moderator for me, an awesome moderator, and has a great channel. Thank you so much for being here. Brilliant creatures, always good to see you. Kiss my grass, Acres. Thank you for being here. Let's see, did I miss anybody? PG Nano Farm is here, another moderator for me. Thank you for being here. Big Dreams Homestead and Kinfolk Farm of Georgia. Hello, thank you so much for being here. Also, She Digs is here. Thank you for being here. So if you are joining me here in the live show on YouTube, that is awesome. If you're listening to the podcast, that is very awesome too. And I'm so glad you are here. And if you're listening on the podcast and you're wondering why I'm saying these names, it's because they are other channels. Many of them are other channels or they're... um, Uh, some of my viewers that are just watching on the live show. Um, I hope everybody is doing okay. Uh, I actually have a special coming out and it's a Chickenlandia special and it's really just something that I put together yesterday and I thought it was important to release it as soon as possible and I can't even remember the title right now. Oh, high pressure. Uh, Let's see. In tough times, put your wing around someone else. Uh, So Chickenlandia has a saying, when you feel hopeless and you don't want know what to do, put your wing around someone else. And I'm going to talk about that today. I think it's important. Um, I'm not any kind of expert (laughs) in these matters, but I'm just sharing with you um, what I'm doing right now to kind of like take my focus from out of my head into, you know, from this like scary future place and put it out there into my community for something positive. So uh, that is later tonight. I hope you guys can join me there. 
If you're listening to the podcast, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, in the meantime, let me see. Have I got any new people joined yet? If I did not see you, please say hello again, because uh, sometimes it just goes so fast and I get confused and uh, disoriented. <laughs> Um, so without any further ado, I want to just get right into the questions. If you want to submit a question for Bok Talk, please go to my website, welcome to chickenlandia.com. If you go to the contact section, there is a drop down menu and it says ask a chicken question and you can just click on that and it'll go right into my email and I will see it. I used to have it where you could ask a question on any of my platforms. And I realized very quickly that, uh, that was not good (laughs) because, uh, it's really easy to get confused and to miss questions. And I don't want to do that. Um, right now I can answer every question that comes in at some point. I'll probably have to be more selective about my questions, but Um, It's a great time to ask me questions because I'm not getting that many in so I can get to yours. Green Dream Project, thank you so much for being here. Another one of my trusted moderators. So uh, the first question comes from Mike. And he asked, actually, it's like a two-part question. First, he asked, if my Sarama chicks, so if you don't know what Saramas are, uh, they are really tiny chickens and I always thought that they were the smallest chickens in the world and I believe they're the smallest like recognized breed but recently I've been introduced to this other breed that is coming out of Puerto Rico and they are tiny and I think the name is Kiri Kiri I mean they are tiny they're like (laughs) like a a softball (laughs) teeny tiny little chickens and there's like naked neck ones oh my gosh you guys i cannot have chicken shipped from puerto rico or else i would (laughs) so uh anyway there's that i digress Uh, so uh sarama chickens are very small little friendly bantam chickens and i have some uh you've probably seen kiki in my videos she's a sarama I also have double chicken and beast (laughs) and I have a few other Saramas. So um, Mike asks if my Sarama chicks hatch out in one of the coops nesting boxes, is it safe to keep them there? Like will the other chickens harm them? Good question. Or does mother hen and her chicks need to be sequestered? So most of the time, uh, mama and baby chicks will do just fine among the flock. In fact, it, it's, it's a lot easier that way to integrate new chickens into the flock because the original flock seems to just handle it uh, fairly well. Sorry, uh, <laughs> all my kids are home <laughs> today and my dogs are barking. Everyone's home. for the next six weeks everyone's home (laughs) so (laughs) you might hear some noise um so that most of the time they are they're absolutely fine of course you want to make sure that mama hen once the babies are hatched that she is able to get the babies to food and water so that that's one thing to definitely keep in mind that they have easy access to to the feed and water and and all that um but there 
is also a possibility that the chickens in your original in your flock will not accept the baby chicks and if that happens it can be a really sad scene um you know sometimes when mama hen is low on the to- on the um if she's low in the pecking order then she will not be uh, she, she won't have as much ability to protect her chickens uh from other members of the flock so in that case, you might have an issue where the baby chicks could get hurt. So I really like to play it safe with this kind of stuff. I will have mother hen in an area that I can easily either, you know, put wire around or maybe I'll have her in a very, in a large crate or a large um, guinea pig cage with her babies And that way I can keep a really good eye on how the flock is accepting the babies and uh, they can see mama hen and the babies and mama hen and babies can see the flock, but they can't get to each other. So I like to do that at first and observe them really well. If it looks like things are going well, then I will put her, you know, I'll put mama hen and babies with the flock and I've never had an issue with it, but I would hate to tell you that, you know, 100% you won't have an issue when there is that slight chance that you might. So there's that. Uh, And I just want to take a break and say hello to the people that are here that have come in. And let's see, everybody's just talking amongst themselves. Ridge life. Thank you for being here. Um, and then Mike had another question. He just asked, um, can two hens mother a single clutch of chicks? I have two Sarama hens that are brooding a clutch of eggs and concern they may they may be a conflict once there may be a conflict once they hatch. So I have heard lots of wonderful stories and I've seen it myself with my own eyes of mama hens having like community babies and they all just raise the babies together and it's just you know wonderful everyone living in harmony um i have also heard of mother hands not being able to handle that situation very well and getting possessive or getting you know feeling like the other chicks are uh, a threat and baby chicks ending up dead so this is another situation where uh you will want to Uh, monitor it very closely i think if it were me once again i would play it safe and probably keep them separate but like i said there are many people who don't do that and it's absolutely fine it's just one of those things where if you have the time to keep an eye on them and make sure that they're doing okay and if you know the personality of your flock because every flock has a different personality Uh, Some flocks are more laid back than others. Um, You know, if you are able to observe that and act accordingly, then I I say, you know, try it and see what happens. But I would start out playing it safe and keep keeping them separate from each other. And then if you put them together, just watching it really carefully. So I hope that answered your question, Mike. Thank you for submitting your questions. Um, Those were both really great questions. So I'm just going to go back and look and see uh, if I am getting any questions on the chat. Kiss My Grass asks, uh, would it be safer just to put the chicks in a brooder then? 
You know, I I actually feel like chicks uh, generally chicks raised outside with a mother hen do better. That is uh, health wise. That is my what I have observed. I don't have any uh, studies to back that up, but it seems natural that they would just do better with mama hen. And um, but if you are the kind of person that just absolutely cannot, you know, if if there was a problem with the baby chick being baby chicks being out with their flock and you just like that would just stress you out too much then i would say if you can keep them in a brooder keep them in a brooder i i just think that there is really nothing more sweet and beautiful and you know it it just there's a feeling of kind of getting back to nature just seeing a mama hen with babies i just love that it's one of my favorite things i don't do it very often here in chickenlandia because we have enough chickens in chickenlandia there's no there's no um what do you call it when the hotel have vacancies right now <laughs> um so yeah uh i i think i think it's really up to you uh i just love seeing mother hens and baby chicks <laughs> 13 moons home said said never enough chickens she's already got the chicken math bug and doesn't even have chickens yet <laughs> that's how strong chicken math is and i'm just gonna put if you have a question and you uh, put it in capitals all caps i'm a it's a lot easier for me to see it so just keep that in mind and sometimes i won't see the question in the chat it's just hard because you know this is a one-woman show. I mean, I've got all my moderators. They're great. But I don't have anybody here that's, like, putting questions in front of me that I'm getting. So if I don't see it, I'm really sorry. Keep asking. And if I still don't see it, please submit it in my web through my website, welcometochickenlandia.com, in the contact section. So let's move on to Herman's question. He says, I have six egg-laying hens that we started as chicks last March and April. Congratulations, Herman. They are great layers. Yay! Since we live in the city, I clean the droppings from the poop tray every day. Wow, that's good. Uh, hi, making lemonades from lemons and the city stead. Thank you for being here. Um, and I seal it in a bag so as not to bother our neighbors. Now, this is a good neighbor. <laughs> I make sure their food dispenser is clean as well as their water source. What a good chicken parent. Lately, I've noticed that one or maybe two of the hens appear to have what I would call diarrhea. Can you recommend a treatment? So first of all, I, you know, because I am not a licensed veterinarian I, and I can't diagnose something, certainly not from a message or, you know, even if, it, even if I was a vet, you know, I would have to see the bird. So I can't give you um, a diagnosis. My, disc my disclaimer is rolling. Just imagine my little disclaimer rolling here on the bottom. <laughs> um, Wicked chickens, hello. Thank you for being here. So yeah, I can't, I can't tell you, okay, this is what you need to do for, for what's going on because, you know, if there, if there is some type of issue going on with your chickens, many issues with chickens uh, have the same symptoms. So, you know, a lot of times, and I see it on the Facebook groups all the time where somebody will come in and say, my chicken, you know, 
comb has spots and their poop is purple and what's going on? And then there'll be a list of diagnoses. <laughs> is that a word? Diagnoses that everyone will recommend. Oh, they've got coccidiosis. Oh, they've got Merrick's disease. Oh, they've got, you know, they're egg bound. And it's, it's impossible to know really what's going on with the chicken without a proper diagnosis. And really, even vets, it's, I've definitely had the experience where they don't know what's going on with the chicken because their symptom pictures, if you will, are often the same for many different things. So I just want to put that out there. Um, And then I want to say that chicken poop, oh gosh, you know, there's so many different forms that a chicken, that chicken poop can take. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it is, you know, looks like what you would imagine regular chicken poop. It's hard and it's got like a white cap to it. And sometimes it's more runny and sometimes, you know, it has whatever, you know, like it lights that let's say they ate a whole bunch of beets, you know, <laughs> you might freak out when you see their poop. It, it does have a lot of variation and most of those variations are healthy. So generally what I would say, unless you see something that is really off and I'll get into that in a minute If you are observing your chickens to be healthy, if they are spry, if they are pecking and scratching, nobody's like looking droopy and um, wings kind of sagging and they're they're not really doing anything. Chickens are always moving. Um, Sometimes they will stand like perfectly still (laughs) and just kind of be like, but even then it's strange. There is, you know, it's not, there is a a lot of life there with chickens. Um, And then you'll see them go, oh, oh, (laughs) I'm still here. So, but if they're in the corner, they're not eating, they look a little bit depressed and you know that there is definitely a problem. And if that is the case, then your best bet would be to get a proper diagnosis, you know, get a stool sample done and find out what's going on. I know a lot of people don't have access to that or can't do it. And so I will tell you, you know, what I would do in that case, if I'm seeing what looks to be abnormal poop, mainly like a diarrhea type of poop, I would look at, you know, what, what am I feeding the chickens? Am I giving them too many scraps or are they not eating a balanced diet? Do they have too much protein in their diet? Um, sometimes when the temperature is hotter, they will have what looks like diarrhea, but that's just a, you know, um, something that they do when it is hot. Um, so I would start to evaluate that. And then I'd probably add some, uh, probiotics to their diet and you can get, you know, you could feed them whole milk yogurt. You could get, go to the farm store and get probiotics that are specially you know, that are specially made for chickens and start there. You would also want to look for a few things. So, and certainly if you have a chicken that is looking a little bit off, you want to check it. Are there any worms in the poop? Obviously, if there's worms, that's not a good thing. That's not a good sign. Um, 
And if you find worms, and I would strongly suggest that you find out what type of worm you're dealing with before you go for a treatment. And you can do that. Usually uh, vets will even do it, even if they don't treat chickens, they might be willing to do a stool sample to find out what you're dealing with and, and so that you can treat specifically for that parasite. Um, and then also just keep in mind that there's a lot of suggestions for different um, parasite treatments that people will give you. And some of them are not approved for chickens. And there is no knowledge of what the egg withdrawal will be. So just take all those things into consideration. I do have a video about uh, parasites, internal parasites in chickens. And I'm going to link that in the description for you to take a look at. Um, it focuses really a lot on, on preventative measures that you can take so that you're not having to deal with uh, standard uh, medicines that, you know, could possibly have some adverse effects for your flock and for the environment and for you if you're eating the eggs. Um, if Obviously, if there is blood in the stool, uh, that is an issue. Now, uh, chickens do shed intestinal lining occasionally and it is red, and it does have the appearance of blood, but that is um, not a problem. That is normal, most probably a very healthy chicken. If you see blood, you will know, like, okay, that's not right. Um, if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it's a little bit red, and there, it looks like there's a little bit of tissue in there, what is that? That's probably probably what you're seeing is intestinal lining. Um, but blood is going to be like, wow, there's there's blood in the stool. Like I, 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 there's no mistaking it. So, um, that is obviously an issue. It could possibly be uh, coccidiosis, which is a, an intestinal uh, disease that chickens get. It's when, um, there is a protozoa coccidia that gets to, you know, just, uh, proliferates. Plur is that the right word? <laughs> There's too much of it in their gut. And then they get, they can get quite sick from that. There's there it's everywhere in the environment. So it's normal for them to have some exposure for it. But if there is some underlying issue usually going on, then it can just really overtake their intestinal tract and they'll get very sick and, and they can very likely die. So that it, that would be a problem and you'll want to do some research and decide how you want to treat that. Let's see uh, what else. If, if you're really observing diarrhea um, for an extended period of time, then you also may want to get the stool tested to find out what's going on. You know, I, I really, I haven't, I don't pay a ton of attention to my chicken's poop. <laughs> uh, I know that it varies a lot, but if I was just noticing it a lot, and I'm sorry, my dogs are barking. <laughs> There's a dog outside. <laughs> How dare they come outside? Um I don't even know if you can hear that. Maybe you can't. I wonder how that's going to sound in the podcast. <laughs> but um yeah, if if I was observing it a lot, then I I would just start with evaluating my chicken's diet and then consider getting a stool sample or taking if if there is a chicken that is looking lethargic that lo is not looking well then i would take that chicken to the vet so um i wish i could give you like a more definitive answer like okay this is what it is and this is what you need to do but there's 
just, you know, chickens have all kinds of things, all kinds of variations in their health and in their poop. And so <laughs> it's impossible to do that. So I'm going to go through and look and see if I got any questions in the chat. And I have a few people that I want to say hello to that I see have joined us. Do, 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 do. The Naked Gardener, thank you for being here. Uh, Christina's Corner, hello. Thank you for being here. It's great to see you. Christina has a really cute little channel that I think you should go check out. There's lots of chickens on her channel and um she's just really delightful and doing some fun things over there so if you get a chance you should definitely uh check her channel out smith family ranch thank you for being here and uh the naked gardener has a question what do you normally feed your chickens so i have um i i have been feeding my chickens a feed that is uh made locally here in Whatcom, actually, it's made in Skagit County, which is very close to us. It started out in Whatcom County and actually in uh, Bellingham. And it's called Scratch and Peck Feeds. It is a mash type of feed, meaning that it's not processed. It's not in pellet form. It's not in crumble form. Um, it hasn't been heated. It's just grain. And then there's what's called the fines in it. And that's where a lot of nutrition will be in it. So what I do is I feed them as much as they will eat by about early afternoon. And I mix it with a little water or I will ferment it. Um, and they just love it. They just go crazy for it. And then the rest of that, you know, they eat that up. And the rest of the day, they will forage or find bugs or whatever. Um, and and they're doing great. Uh, there's another feed that is brand new in the Bellingham area, and I, I believe it's called Farm Strong Feeds. I have a video coming up in the next few weeks where I try it, and it, it's very new and different from any other feed that I've tried. So I'm pretty excited about trying that too, but I am a fan of the uh, feeds that aren't processed. And of course, I really try to go organic and non-GMO, I will say that it's more expensive to do that. If if you're fermenting, usually you, you can make it stretch further and it's really super healthy for them and they eat less of it. So that's a way to do it, uh, you know, a more cost-effective way of doing it. But, um, but it is, you know, when you go to buy a bag, it will be more expensive than the other feeds. Um, but I really love it. That's what I feed my chickens. Uh, the naked gardener asked, do you have pet insurance? <laughs> oh, God, I need it. <laughs> Are you selling it? <laughs> I don't have pet insurance for my chickens. You know, I don't even know if that's a thing. Like, can I get insurance for them? I will tell you, I have spent a ridiculous amount of money on taking chickens to the vet. And I used to do it a lot. Um, because I obviously, you know, I, I, my chickens are my pets. Um, that's really what I specialize in is, is pet chickens. Most of them are rescues and it really means a lot to me to, you know, to keep them alive and to, you know, keep their quality of life high. Um, but one thing that I did realize is that, you know, the chickens, once they look like they are sick, they're pretty sick, uh, because they will hide, their illnesses because they don't want the flock to know that they have a weakness going on because when the flock sees weakness 
they can attack that. And that's just a sad part about flock dynamics, but it it's in the chicken's nature. The reason they do that is because they don't want the, the, the strength of the flock to have any vulnerable parts to it. So, you know, I've taken some super sick, half dead chicken to the vet in desperation. And that chicken has died at the vet. And this has happened more than once. Uh, You know, I could, (laughs) it's happened a few times. And I don't like that. I don't want them to die at the vet. So now I don't take them as much as I used to. I think it's better for them to be with their flock in their last days. Like I know that that's where they would want to be. And when they're at the vet, they're scared. They don't know what's going on. And then, and then they'll die. So it's, it's always a, a tough decision when I have a sick chicken, like, oh, you know, what do I do? Um, if they're too far gone, they definitely will not be going to the vet. But I, you know, <laughs> I do need, I need some insurance. I need to set up a GoFundMe because <laughs> not really, but <laughs> I'm spending too much money on these chickens. My husband says every egg is a hundred dollars. <laughs> so if you're looking for like a way, you know, there's all these videos of like how to raise chickens with no money. Yeah. You need to go to another channel because <laughs> That's not going to happen here. Okay, I just want to see who's here. Oh, Mary Wade is here. Thank you for being here. Is there a product that can help clean cut poop balls on feathers near the butt? I tried men's clippers, not the greatest results. Scissors. Or you can, um, you know, just get a paper towel, get it wet with some warm water and just kind of like put it on them until it, until you can loosen it enough to get it off. That has helped me. It's hard when it's cold out. You know, you could blow dry them. (laughs) And just looking to see. uh, So the Naked Gardener said, my niece has pet insurance for her dogs. I I should probably, I really should probably get it for the dogs because um, that's certainly handy to have. And we've got so many dogs. (laughs) If you guys don't know, we have five dogs. They are all very, very small. And they're all rescues. And uh, they have a ton of issues. <laughs> we can't really have people at the house, but I love them. And, uh, you know, I really like to rescue animals. Um, that's kind of my thing. So here we are doing it. Pamela Benny, thank you for being here. It's always great to see you. Michigan Wiccan Chicken says Michigan has two vets in the whole state that treats chickens. Yep. And I think, you know, another thing, I'm always talking about Facebook um, because there's so much chicken drama on Facebook. (laughs) But, um, you know, what I see a lot in chicken groups is people will say, oh, you know, my chicken, it's got this horrible issue going on. What do I do? And all the comments will be like, what are you doing commenting here? Take that chicken to the vet. And I'm like, you know, people do live beyond wherever you live, where there are lots of chicken vets. A lot of people don't have access to that. And a lot of people can't afford that. And I am somebody that will 100% advocate for people of all economic levels to be able to keep chickens. Because all over the world, keeping chickens is a way of, you know, being sustainable, having having food. It, It could it it really could even be a way out of the cycle of poverty for many people. So 
I will always say, you know, a chicken that isn't in a factory farm is okay with me. As long as you're not hurting your chickens, you're doing the best that you can, then I am 100% uh, rooting for you in however you can take care of your chickens. And luckily, there's a lot of support for people, you know, among all those judgmental comments in the Facebook groups, there's comments that are really helpful and people really want to help you. And there's a lot of folks out there that are doing things with chickens that, you know, I wouldn't do that. I would take to a vet before I would do it. Um, but they're out there doing it and they're helping other people do it. So, you know, I just, I, I love the sense of community that I get. And at the same time, I get kind of upset with all that chicken drama out there, people getting mad at each other because they're because they do it differently. So anyway, that was that was a rant. Did any of that even make sense? Essayon's Family Garden, thank you so much for being here. Kinfolk Farm of Georgia says it's an easy, sustainable animal to raise that gives back. Yes, and I love that. And if if you guys haven't seen um, my TEDx talk, I dream of chickens. I always put that in the link. Um, I always put that in the description. I put the link to that in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll put that in the show notes. And I invite you to watch that because it's just really about how um, chickens have been a part of the human experience for a really long time. And I just, you know, I just believe that everybody should be able to have them. Oh, I'm going to check one more time. Wiccan Chickens Homestead said, I was the one everyone called in my old town if a chicken or duck needed health. <laughs> That's great. That's a great uh, quality to have. PG Nano Farm said, hashtag chicken drama. Yes, chicken drama. Uh, the Naked Gardener has one more question. Can you overfeed chickens? You know, generally you can free feed them and they'll do okay. Uh, if you are feeding them lots of treats and and they're eating, um, you know, things that really aren't great with the, things that aren't very nutrient dense, like bread or um, I can't think of donuts, you know, <laughs> then um, they probably will eat as much as they want and then stop. I, I they don't normally gorge themselves unless they're like super hungry. But, uh, you know, they will eat that and then not eat their feed. So they may not be getting their traditional, I mean, their their nutritional needs met. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, that being said, I am uh, definitely in favor of people having more sustainable ways of feeding their chickens. There are definitely chickens that eat the, what they eat really is compost with maybe a little grain mixed in. And there's people that have systems where their chickens work the compost and that's what they do. And that's how they feed their chickens. And I think that's great. I think that is, uh, you know, just another way of doing that. It's not the way I do it. I feed my chickens like super high quality feed. They don't get that many scraps. That's just the way that I do it. That's the chicken landia way, but it's not the only way. So with that in mind, I will say that if you, you know, are giving your chickens compost and all you're eating is donuts and white bread, <laughs> then, you know, that's probably, they probably are not getting what they need if you do that. And I think usually I have to double check the pellet and the crumble feed, but 
I seem to remember it's either a fourth or a half a cup. I usually start with a fourth of a cup of their mash feed and um, give them that per day. And that's for standard size hen. And they do fairly well on that. And they may, they may eat a little uh, more or less. And it looks like that I have somehow been disconnected from the chat. So on that note, I am going to sign off. We've been on for about 40 minutes. I'm going a little bit longer lately because I am not doing this every week. I'm doing this every two weeks, which is working out quite well for me. So that's what we're going to do for a while. If you want to submit a question for Bok Talk, please go to my website, welcome to chickenlandia.com. Go to the context contact section. There's a little scroll down menu. It says, ask a chicken question. And you can click on that and send me a question. And I will answer it on the next Bok Talk Live. So definitely go do that. I love hearing from all my chicken people. Remember, in Chickenlandia, it's always 100% friendly content no chicken drama here (laughs) so i thank you all for being here sorry i got disconnected from the chat uh if you are listening on the podcast i'm so glad you joined me today and uh, i look forward to doing many more podcasts in the future so on that note i want to say goodbye take care of yourself out there be safe and we'll see you next time bye Dalia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit WelcomeToChickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.